Hi, and welcome back to Indie Housing Market. It's our first podcast of the new year, 2024. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year. Happy new year. I'm Shelly Walters with FC Tucker and the Shelly Walters Realty Group. And today we have Shane Peterson with House Ex- Home Experts. Home Experts of Indiana. <laughs> You've switched companies, and yeah. I still try to say it the correct way. Home Experts of Indiana. Sweet. <laughs> we'll start that over. I probably should have introduced myself right there. I, 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 but he leaned down. I was like, he's going to say some no, shit. No, no, no. She introduced me, and I, I thought, okay, we're good. Yeah. yeah. And we're fucking I just going. was like, it got real quiet. <laughs> Yo, it got real quiet. <laughs> it got real quiet, man. Are we going to start that over? Yeah, let's start that over. back to the Indie Housing Market Podcast, and this is our first one of 2024, so Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year everybody. everybody. Happy New Year. Today, uh, we have Shane Peterson here with Home Experts uh, Inspection Company, so we wanted to dive into the inspection process, which uh, we all know we don't really like that process time period, so kind of discuss all the processes. I'm Shelly Walters with FC Tucker and the Shelly Walters Realty Group. And I'm Kyle Morris with Morris Property Group and FC Tucker. Um, yeah, so inspections... I don't know. There's there's just such a misnomer with them. A of what they provide. Um, B there's a lot of uncertainty, especially if people aren't familiar with. Uh, let's just say the construction process. Yeah, you know, I don't want to even talk about new construction because I know we're going to talk about that. But like what it takes into it goes into building a house, the type of materials that are, uh, what's normal, what's abnormal, what's a what's a risk, what's a future risk, etc. Um, you know, we were talking about mold. We're going to talk about that, but you're in this weird place where for you as, as an inspector, people are either looking for you to, um, find the worst, right. Or then they expect more than is possible with a home inspection, right. The biggest thing, I mean, it's visible so, by nature. So right? you're saying it's a no, it's a no win situation. It's a no win situation. A hundred percent. You just 100%. described my career. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you're, you're a hundred percent. You Sometimes know, ours can be too. Right. So <laughs> even though they bad. sign Not paperwork, understanding what the inspection is, you know, six months down the road, they want to be like, inspection was bad. And maybe that is the case sometimes, but it's not what people think in the first or place. Or the process of moving into the house and seven, eight months down the road, calling you the, and going, you didn't catch this. And, and you were correct. The, it happens. It does. But it's or, not... But it's if it, already it's not it the, happened since they moved in. Right. But it's not the majority. The majority, right, it is we not. do the inspection. Uh, we, we send it to the client. We send it to you. Um and I never hear of, from anyone ever again about how it went or what was fixed. Because uh, sometimes I wonder, well, I found that. wonder what they're going to do about it. And yeah. I never know. <laughs> and that's the majority of them. But yes, every once, well, every week I get a phone call with, hey, hey I've got a question about the inspection. Right. Or, and you're so hey, good you, about answering right, those questions. You, you missed, your inspector missed something. Yeah. Um, and it's just like what you have to do. It's customer service. That just because the inspection's over doesn't mean they're not my customer anymore, right? right? They paid me for service, and I just have to go look into that, whether yep. it's sending one of my inspectors back out, because they're the one who saw it, right? Not me, unless I'm the one who did it. Um, I don't know. I probably have never even seen the house before. Yeah. Well, um, and it, we talk about that, what you're sending out. is right. usually roughly 50 to 60 pages. Well, I think I could send out a blank report um, that's probably... 30 pages because of all the legalese yeah. and just well, the formatting. That's kind of what I want to talk um, about is, okay, so a standard perfect house, you didn't find a thing. It's still going to be 30 pages. It's probably 20, 30. For, so, first off, I've never had one. Right, never. Right, yeah. and it's not even on a new not build. Even on a we're going to talk about new builds. But it's, it, it, that report's still 30 pages long. So that's really good way to know that if you're talking to your buyers and sellers, which we want to talk about setting expectations as a listing agent and a buyer's agent, but it's already going to be 20 to 30 pages. Yeah. So to have things, but and that's just to check house? items that they're fine, right? Correct, right? It, yeah. So so we get to fifty or sixty pretty easily. And, and an inspection itself, uh, in my opinion, not well. Obviously, not all inspectors or companies are created equal. Um, one of the things that you know I really like is when it's a digestible format mm-hmm. and not all of them not all of the uh, reports are in a digestible so hard manner to read if you don't get that some of them the flow time. so well right. some of them have like so, multi-tabs and all right. and i'm just like whoa like what are we doing like this is too much even as an agent i look at it buyer 
Oh, Byron, for sure. You know, By so like shot. if we can't figure it out. So what happens is they get overwhelmed. Yes. They shut down mm-hmm. and they get afraid. Instead of walking through it, what matter? And, and you know, that's what we do. We, I, you know, I always tell my clients, you're going to take a day. I need you to digest this. And then the next day, we will go over it once you've digested it. And we'll go through it piece by piece. You take your notes. I'll take my notes. And we'll compare notes. That's what I, how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just a lot to digest. It right. just flat out is. Even for us. I mean, you're looking oh, at all of it and you're going, well, is my buyer going to be worried about this? Because the last six haven't. Mm-hmm. But this is a hot button for this one. You know? So you never really know. Like, I've... I used to be sort of in a way where I would go by her and I go, this is a, I think this is a no problem, no problem, no problem. I don't go that route anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't tell them what I think is a no problem. I have them physically tell me what are your concerns. And then we discuss them and ask, I ask, why are these your concerns? And then I can feel how bad they feel about it. But never can you go towards a buyer and just say, this is okay, this is really okay, this is never really a big deal. Um, I've seen it many times, whatever. It's you. You got to hear what they're concerns are it is but it, to, to this point where you're in this lose-lose situation <laughs> right i i just had one and you know when the people were getting insurance they saw that there had been a claim and back in uh, you know 09 the uh primary bathroom had uh, somebody left it on and it, and it overflowed or whatever and there was a, there was a big claim right mm-hmm. so first of all we you don't keep records back that far um and then there was this idea of like, well, what happened and how do I not know there's not mold behind the walls? And I'm like, well, first of all, that's, that's a fundamental lack of understanding of what happens when you file an insurance claim. You know, an insurance claim is meant to be done. They're going to get in there. They're going to tear everything apart. It's going to be 100% done professionally, warrantied, all of this stuff. And right? if it's done well, you have no idea they did it. Correct. And so the only way you do is because we're doing full disclosure, you know, which is what we always do anyways. But uh, and it's like, well, what's behind the walls? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, you know what I mean? Like, wood. Yeah. It's, it's, wood yeah. insulation. Like, well, what if there's mold back there? It's like, but that means you don't understand an insurance claim. But it, like it created this vibe within the transaction of they're like, well, prove to me there's not this back well, there. And I'm like, I can't, something. man. You're like, already starting off on the wrong foot. Correct, right. correct. And everything after that is tainted by the nagging thing in their head. Well, there could be mold. Even though, like, we're like, and they're hiding it. We're yes. giving all this information that we're not even required to give. And I'm like, ah, oh, this and this and this and this. And, and like, well, we're just concerned you're hiding something. I'm like, I'm literally giving you everything. I don't know what I'd be hiding. I would If I was, right. I would not well, be kidding. <laughs> so. I mean, you guys do air, air quality tests. So we do. You do air quality tests. There's yeah. mold spores yeah. in the and and go so, specifically in that room and see if there's mold spores in the air. And if there is, maybe then we can be concerned. But people don't want to pay for that because it's expensive. Right. Well, that, <laughs> and that, that's probably the solution on that one is yeah. the best thing we can do without doing damage is an air quality test. Correct. We'll pull a sample outside, we'll pull a sample down in, in that basement or wherever it was, and compare we'll compare the two. the two. Yeah. And it usually is just gonna clear it right up. Yeah. So Which gets to what are some of the other ancillary ones that you you know you, that you offer and what, let's discuss what when or we shouldn't even think about doing them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, the most two common ancillary services are termite inspections, all right, and radon inspections. Yeah. Um, uh, because termites uh, it, that's the cheapest one, and, mm-hmm. and so most people are okay with spending that extra money. Radon, so if it's a 2020 house, it's four years old, and no real wood on the yeah. house. Well, I, if it's that age... Well, I mean, I know inside there's right, wood. Right, right. If, if it's that age and the water's been managed properly, all right, termites love wet ground, probably don't need a termite inspection. But if you're in Broad Ripple or Ardenwood, it's a 100-year-old house. Yeah, so a lot of moisture there. Mm-hmm. There's a discussion of where, what your concern level is. Would that house even have termites at right, this time? Right, right. And then radon's the other one, and it's fairly misunderstood. Uh, so my people ask me all the time, well, we're on a slab. It's a crawl space. I don't really need a radon test, do I? This is very simple. The EPA recommends a uh, radon inspection on every real estate transaction. I've seen I've seen radon at an eleven on a slab. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what I did there is I just took all the blame for do I really need it? Well, I'm not making that choice. You're not making that choice. The EPA has already made it, right. and then yeah. they just need to decide if they want to take the EPA's advice. But right. yes, I have um, I have pulled high numbers on a slab. 
Uh, never, I'm not sure ever in 11. That's pretty high on a slab. The, the one I don't know about, it was in Kokomo. Okay, okay. I don't know um, why I said that. It's not like Kokomo. Well, <laughs> right yeah. 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 well, right. you just don't know. You just don't know. It's spot specific. Um, correct. Yeah. But Indiana is yeah. known to have high radon, period. Correct. So if you're in Indiana, but check it. If what it's it, going to be a problem for you down the road, you, you know, the system's $1,100 to put in. Well, and if they don't check it, they're going to live there. And when they sell it, maybe somebody will. Right. And they may. And at that point, if they're going to have to pay for a mitigation system, they might as well do it before you live there. Yeah. have the. I mean, yeah, I'd yeah. pay for the test because if you got to get a mitigation system, what I always tell people, you're paying for this one way or the other. Right. So right. if you don't if you don't do it now or have the seller do this remediation, mm-hmm. I promise you, you will be when you sell this right. house. Yeah. Right. Like that's right. just what's going to come And they're down just rolling. And it, what a lot of inspections come down to is... Um, again, we're just gathering information and sharing it. Yeah. And when you decide not to have us gather that information, whether a whole inspection, which thankfully we're past that, um, <laughs> or these ancillary services, then you're rolling the dice on whether there's an issue with that. Okay. Well, and on with radon as well, um, we know also some houses we walk into have a radon system. So people will go, oh, we don't have to test it. You gotta I've make sure it's many, working. Yeah, I've had yeah. many times where a radon system is in the house. It's not working. Well, and that's another one that EPA recs or recommends um, a house get tested even with a mitigation system every two years. Do you know how many callbacks I get for we've done a radon we we they bought the house we did a radon test a mitigation gets system got put in. I'm gonna err on zero. Uh, <laughs> zero, <laughs> zero. Yes, uh, I'm not sure I've ever been called back. Hey, As somebody who lives check, in a house yeah, with a system and is in the industry, I don't. Do we want to check two years. You know, it's been two years. We want to check. It doesn't happen. It's it's out of their mind at that point. System's working. Everything's fine, and it's not going to get checked again until the house gets sold, and that's only if. Oh, it has a system. We're fine. We well, don't need to I check think it. we're yeah. our own worst clients. I say that about myself all the oh time. But yeah. I had a house we bought um, brand new, no radon mitigation system in it. Um, and then when we went to finish the basement, we decided to go ahead and check the radon at that time. We'd been living there for maybe nine years, eight years. It came back at 12.5. Okay. I still didn't put a system in. And my daughter, lived, my daughter' lit bedroom was downstairs in the basement. So I'm like, eh, can't be that bad, you know. So now I she doesn't smoke. If you smoke, you have a 50 percent higher chance of lung cancer with right. radon. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. I don't smoke, so that's neither did Lindsay. But the thing was, is I was like, so we're fine. I oh was, you know, back newer. I was probably three years in the business when that whole decision was made, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's just a crazy so, like. What could it do to me? Right. What it comes Kill to you, me. for the record, right. people. <laughs> Kill you. The, the favorite for me is we'll do a test, and it will come in at 3.9. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And the agents sit there going, yes. All right. We don't have to deal with this, it. This agent. Right. Right. And then, uh, well, sometimes even the buyer's agent, because then it's they not less, no, negotiation. less negotiation. Okay. It's one thing off the table. Uh, but then the, the our client will, okay, well, 3.9, that's so close. And uh, what I tell them is, first off, the highest number we've ever pulled to 75. So in the big scope of was. right, in a big in the big scope of things, four, which is the EPA protocol, right. is pretty low. Second, they didn't err on the side of like 4.1 gives cancer. Either, right, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a buffer. Well, I'm sure there. I'm not an expert on the, this. We'd the follow-up there but. is, if you're that concerned about it, spend the thousand dollars and put in a mitigation system. You're tapping. I'm sorry I'm being yelled at because I tapped the <laughs> microphone. I apologize. Um, if if you're concerned about it, $1,000 puts in a mitigation system, 1200 now maybe. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry, they don't have to worry about it. So just if if that's your concern, do it. Yeah. It's like fight, fight your battles. Yeah. Let, tell me your top 10 concerns and put, please put them in order because we may have a seller that says, too bad, so sad, you're not getting anything. Right. We're back to a little bit more concessions, thank goodness. You don't have to just say, you can inspect, but you can decide if you want to buy that house that's in really bad shape. But the other thing that's looking at them is 60 pages makes it look like the house is falling apart. It does. It, it does. And, and that's part of the reason we recommend our clients come to every inspection. Okay? Yes. Because I, the way I, way I put this, picture your client in bed at night on their phone or tablet or whatever. They've gotten the email for the report. They click on the link. It opens up, and they're sitting there reading it. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's 60 pages. They're super excited about this house. They've looked at what twenty others. This is the maybe they put in offers on three others, didn't get them. They're so excited that this is the one we finally got it. 
My job is to come in and tell them everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. Do you know how everything, hard that is? Some of them yeah. aren't really important, but you have to call it out. Correct. Which is what makes it 60 pages. And then you specifically say on there, should have an expert look into this to mm-hmm. see if it is an which, issue. Which is why I always try to envision, and I, I think agents should also, your client in bed at night, <laughs> reading that report... And, Sounds and creepy. How, I well, no, I did. I just, I just said that. Do they have to be in bed? Like, uh, why can't they be at the kitchen table here, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because most people, are yeah, just like, okay, on the couch. Uh, <laughs> but they get that, and it's the free time they've got, and they're reading through that report, and they can't process it. Yep. Okay. And they're spun out from the day already, right. just because of stimulation and, throughout the day, right? And, of their and especially if they were there whatever. with you, and you kind of mm-hmm. made them. Well, if they, if they were not, good. if they were not there, then they're worse. reading it. Now they're and they're, okay. Here's the reason I do the bed thing, just to try to save that so it's not creepy. <laughs> it's too late, did, but let's uh, go. Um, maybe I shouldn't have brought it back up. So, <laughs> are they going to sleep that night? Or are yeah, they sitting there cool. worried? And then how early are you getting a text message? Uh, 5 well, a.m. They haven't... We will get it at 1 in the morning. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that, I was, I was thinking 3, 3, yeah. 4, 3, 4 a.m. They haven't yeah. slept, and yeah. you're now getting phone calls and text messages. What are we going to do? There's all this stuff wrong. Simply by coming to the inspection, allowing us to go 100%. through the report with yeah. them. We actually write it on site. I'm, do- I'm trying to be done with it before we leave the house. Yeah. And I present the actual report. Uh, that's our goal every time because I want to take that... They, Clients don't have the knowledge base. They don't have the experience that you have as agents or that we have as inspectors. Well, I can simply just talk them through every issue and answer questions right there while we're standing in the house. Plus, you help them know about the house. Correct. Here's the water shut yes, off. Yes, teach them. Uh, yeah. This is this, and this. I tell my clients, uh, because I do get the question, do you go uh, or should they go? And I always encourage people to go because when they're present, an inspector will teach you what looks like a big deal, mm-hmm. but is a small deal. But, but we'll you also have to teach call you, yeah. right? But what, we'll also teach you what looks like a small deal and is a big deal, right? Something yeah. as simple as, you know, soffit starting to have some damage. Well, that means you got a gutter problem. It can go in, and then you're going to have issues down uh, the facade, like whatever it may right. be. Like that, that mil- can go from the mildew a, mold thing. The mildew mold. So you're saying there's, you know, something here on the shower. You're saying. I don't think, it, you know, it just needs some bleach, you know, whatever. Well, I'll, but I'll you tell have it, to be careful about I'll, that. Right. I'll tell agents also, if you don't trust the inspector you're using enough to send your client there and have your inspector talk to them and explain things to them and not scare without the scaring them, then you probably need to find a different inspector. Yeah. Okay? Sometimes and you're there's really a trust, good. I'm gonna there's say a trust issue in a relationship so there. so good yeah. about that. Uh, but sometimes that gets, you get like a, a client. This happens very, very rarely. I'm like, ah, well... I want to do this one for 175. I got and you're just Joe. like, oh my goodness, Uncle Joe's oh, an inspector. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we I'm like, this one. is a pretty big deal. Like, maybe we should. This is not this where we use Coles bucks here. You know? <laughs> like, 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 I'm not saying it, we got to buy the most it, expensive, but let's not go with the cheapest. It deal. happens every week. Um, yeah. People call. They get a, or we'll give them a quote for the inspection. Um, you know, we'll keep in communication. And oh, I found somebody cheaper. Yeah. And I, I was just, is that really how you want to be basing who you hire your inspector on? Um, yeah. It's a I, thing. It's yeah, the, yeah. Hiring a friend is like, please don't, please don't. But you yeah. can't force them I to can't. do anything. And hiring a friend, please don't do it. Just um, educate people. So, but to like, so the clients going right, or then family members, which is not a big deal to me. Yeah. Either. What do you think about parents going? Uh, I'm fine with it. So, I love it because, yeah. like, I get to insert my knowledge. Yeah. Over the the dad. Let's yep. be honest. Well, when I <laughs> I've been doing this for 12 years now, but I remember the first couple of years the uncle or dad who's a contractor would come oh, yeah. and it'd be a little intimidating. I was just like, okay, I, I got the, well now I've been doing it long enough. No, I, yes, I'm going to educate them to some extent. Yeah. I also think I want the clients there, but they may have seen that house and been there in there for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. A three plus That's hour it. inspection is a great time to just come walk through the house, take some measurements, show it off to your parents. I've got no issue with any of that. Yeah. Uh, they can accomplish all that, and we can still communicate through the issues in the report. Uh, they don't have to follow me step by step, and and truthfully, no one does anymore. It's well, very rare. And and, and they're you got to understand what they're there for. And I think agents uh, get concerned about they're there to blow it up. They're not. It's a family member who cares about their child, right? Who is trying to protect them. But then also, like as a parent myself, like. You know, my children come to me for advice and I'm trying to insert value, right? Um, I'm not worried about it. I always get, you know, get the dad who's been like, you know, I've bought and sold five houses. And I'm like, 
in 30 years. Like mm -hmm. I do six a week, you know, like we have 20 right now, you know, like I'm not intimidated by it. Um, but I also don't need to tell him I'm not like, I also then, um, value his opinion and then, you know, I need his trust as well. And so like, I have to add value to him as well in like what he's saying and be like, Hey, well, the, you know, because he's doing it off of something information that's usually 15 years old. I'm like, oh, well, these things have changed since right. then, et cetera. But and, the, and they just don't know. And it's okay. The great thing you're doing there is you know that those parents can cause a problem. And so you're there well, to kind of head them this off. This is what 100%. I'm going to is you're there. So agents, I go to 100% of my inspections. Agents need yeah. to be there. If anything, the yeah. last 30 minutes or whatever, this may be the only time you meet these parents. And yeah. if they're having a bad situation going on in the house mm -hmm. or dad's really over, you know, zealous about everything, and he walks away, he could blow the deal up if nobody was there to discuss you know and that's i think agents need to go to every we inspection. do I, I mean a it's where i learned the most about houses exactly um you know you got to think how many inspections i mean just this year we did 100 homes probably 50 of them or 40 or 50 of them were purchases the rest were listings so all of those right uh we go into we've been doing that for years and i always tell people i get there an hour late because they're usually three yeah. hours four yeah. hours whatever yeah. it may be but I want the inspector to get into the house a little bit before I show up and like cause a distraction almost, <laughs> right? Um, but I want to be there for the rest of it. And so I give you the ability to get started, get into your groove, so I'm not turning a three-hour situation into an eight-hour situation. Yep. Um, but then, and that's kind of just what I tell my clients to do as well. Right. You know? Well, and I, when I go at the end is I ask, you know, because I kind of wait more towards the end because mm -hmm. you're going to now be ready to write your report. And I just ask what are some of the things that we need to be concerned about? Yeah. And I'll go into the crawl space with them. I'll go into the attic with them. I will go outside and, you know, dig up whatever we need to do to see. Because how can I help and explain to my buyers what I heard about? I need to hear what I saw. They, clients sometimes hear something else. And then to your point, or to both of your point, my client will show up to the inspection and take measurements. I'm like, that's not what we're here for. You know, you know like, <laughs> well, oh, we wanna, we're going to decorate. Yeah, yeah, I know, no, no, I know. But they're like, ooh, I want to put this here, and I want to decorate here. Will the catch fit here? We'll put the TV here. And I'm like, hey, we're talking about asbestos in the basement right now. If anybody <laughs> wants to come down. You know, right. like, yeah. so, like, I need to be there because them being there alone without guidance um, can also create an issue because they just aren't present, even though yeah. they're there, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it, so get them to concentrate on what the reason is. Yeah, well, it's pretty yeah. common for me to... Uh, to find something and then uh, have to go find the client and <laughs> yeah. hey hey let me show you something right it's and that's the conversation because I know they're not going to be with me the whole time but yeah to get their attention and then hey let's go look at this and I can explain it especially if it's something that I feel is pretty big yeah do you um, ever this is the, this just like irks me I don't know why um the thing I, I don't know why I've grabbed onto this is this thing that bugs me is the is this going to pass inspection? Yeah. This, this yeah. whole idea of pass fail, like it's yes. gym class. Right. And I'm like, right. that's not but, a thing. There's so not a, there's not a pass fail here. We get, we get that question. Yeah. Um, I used to get, would you buy this house? Oh God. Um, like who's paying for it? Right, well, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I really you, need five bedrooms. And you just so. have to, yeah. It's like, I already own a house. I don't need, or I, I, and this is showing my age now. I'm starting to get, would you let your son or daughter, depending on Ouch. if it's the parent, um, would you, you know, would you let your son buy this house? My son is 15, so no, he doesn't have the income uh, to uh, to be able to afford this house, right? And so you you have to even the does this pass? You have to play it off yeah. so, and help them understand. I usually do it with a joke uh, to lighten the mood, but to help them understand this is a pass fail. I have no authority here. Uh, my job is to give information, yeah. and your job as the agent is to help them process that information so they get the best deal that they can get. Well, because technically then every house would fail because there's something right? at every, every single house. One. Including every new single house, builds. including so new construction. So let's talk about new construction because I am a high proponent of um, the three-phase. So tell us how you go about yep. it. But the new build house doesn't mean it's perfect when it's done. It's nowhere near, and I have a client right now that refused to do one, and she's got a serious roof issue. 
and she refused because it was $350. I tried to just least get her to do the last one, $350. And she's now going to be in court with the builder because they're saying there's nothing wrong, and they're fighting back and forth about it. I'm like, $350 would have saved us all a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what are your, what are sure. your, how do you Yeah, do so we, uh, we offer what's called a, a three-phase inspection. Uh, so the first phase is the foundation. All right, so we would come out, uh, whether basement, slab, crawl space, doesn't matter, once the foundation's finished and before they start uh, building and the framing on top of it. All right, the, a phase two is a framing inspection, pre-drywall is also called, uh, where we're going to come out, check all the rough-in plumbing, rough-in HVAC vents, all that stuff behind the walls before it gets covered with insulation <laughs> so and then drywall. It. Right, bef- <laughs> while we can see it. Um, and then the, the final, the third phase, is just a standard home inspection. Uh, it's usually happening about the same time as the walkthrough for the house. Yeah. Uh, when they're putting up those the blue tape or whatever whatever color they use. Yeah, they don't like me with blue tape because oh. I'm pretty picky. <laughs> and the difference there is we're, I'm not doing the blue tape. I'm not looking at cosmetic items. Um, I, that's not my job. But what we're finding are just things that either the builder is not done with yet or has missed. Most of the time, they're they're fairly small. Uh, every once in a while, we do find something bigger, but we're just an extra set of eyes. And, and none and, of it's intentional. It, well, and most of the Trades. time, the construction yeah. manager- It's human, it's human it's building human. this yes. house. It's a human element. Well, and I also want to say too, in my experience um, with whatever builder I'm working with, they throw in that tight timeline of, okay, pre-drywall inspection has to be today. We're drywalling tomorrow. And if you as an agent are not on top of paying attention to when it. is that yep. week yeah. coming, the drywall gets put up. And so um, that you got to be a month out knowing when it's coming. But you have you to keep really asking do. them, when you are you going to let me go and then get a hold of well, your inspector and say, they're gonna, they're giving me like four day window. Um, and your and we'll boy has been really good about that. Well, we, too. we actually will get the construction manager's information yeah. and communicate with them also. Yeah. So now we've got very the, the buyer, the agent, and the inspection company all communicate. I'm sure the construction manager's just like, I've, I've told you. Yeah, but it's going to move, right? They're going to give us a two week window. Okay, we're going to call at the beginning of that two weeks. Okay, can you narrow it down until we get an actual date where we can be out there? That brings up something I want to talk about. We say this all the time is if you're building a new build, you must have a real estate agent in on the transaction or you, you're going to have some issues that you don't know how to handle. And one of those is what you just said is I'm sure the construction manager does not appreciate the fact that the agent's on them, the inspector's on them, there's multiple eyes on this property. And we are the ones that are constantly saying, here's this, here's that, what's going on. You that don't have real estate agents that don't have inspectors going in, you're the quiet mouse, they're going to push you to the side. Mm -hmm. They're not going to pay attention to you. So if you have an agent, know that we're all here, the inspectors are all here. And the last one for the third phase, if you don't get that one done in time, they don't let you do it. They've done their walkthrough and we're closing in a couple of days. And so if you Most builders too. They will just take the inspection as a punch list. Yes. Exactly. And they just yep. knock it out. Yes. Well, that, so yeah. a good construction manager yeah. is happy I'm there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're there's like, okay, just let me know what you find and we'll and we'll take care right. of it. And it we'll it's another it set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the climate is now with building, too many houses, not enough construction managers. And very fast they builds. cannot oh, and then trades that are not experienced. The construction managers can't be in every house. All, every day, yeah. um, they're missing stuff. Um, and that's that's where we just want to come in and help. I have a question. So first phase, what type of problems do you find when it's just the slab or foundation and no framing? Okay, most of the time, if we're going to find an issue, it's going to be grading. Okay, so just at that point, of, if it's a basement, again, there's an eight-foot hole in the ground still. Yeah. But we can tell even at that point whether the house has been set high enough compared to the others. Um, that is the water going to flow away from the house when they finish, okay? And not that they're going to tear the basement out and fix it, but I I did a a condo in Fishers uh, a few years ago where I could just tell, okay, I think it was four townhomes and four townhomes. Well, uh, the one I'm inspecting here and the one next door is 15 feet from it and two feet above it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right so all the water from this one's going down to the one I'm inspecting. I don't expect them to fix it, but what I fix the the elevation. What I do expect them is to control the groundwater. Okay. And 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 I can because the, what the builder's going to want to do is 
uh, when they go to put the siding, they're gonna build the whole thing out. The last thing they do is grading and sod. They're just gonna build the grading and sod up to the point where it's actually touching and covering mm -hmm. the siding or the weep holes in the brick. Right. You can't do that. That's gonna cause problems down the road. So even at a phase one, a foundation inspection coming in and going, hey, we're gonna have some grading issues here that you're gonna have to take care of. All right, when I we come to the phase two, hey, you're gonna have to have some grading issues here. Mm -hmm. When we get to the final, they can't tell me, oh no, it'll be fine. No, I, it's not fine. I, I've been telling you for six months at this point that we have an issue, okay? So the earlier we can point it out, the better. Uh, the other one, um, you can get into some with fit or with the foundation, like the, the plumbing is roughed in and, and uh, we have had some where the sewer uh, line is sloped improperly mm, and then okay. it's gonna get covered in concrete and <laughs> no one's ever gonna know until, uh, until something starts backing up. So um, yeah, those are simple items. Um, but really, for the, the, the cost of a phase one inspection, that peace of mind is worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cost to fix what the problem was that wasn't found oh, is going to be right. a lot worse. Exactly. exactly. So getting to the third phase, um, I've heard more and more, and I really like this idea, is obviously we have a one-year warranty, mm -hmm. and at the end of the 12 months, that warranty is going to disappear. So um, I highly think, too, that having an inspector come in at 11 months and check the house one more time. Right, and we and, and this is the way I look at this. I we are more than willing to do that. Uh, I personally have only ever done that one time, and I didn't think I provided a great value to the client because we she'd already been through all three phases. By the time we got to the eleven month, I think there was one or two things I pointed yeah. out, but everything had already been fixed. Yeah. At the so now what I will say if they if, for clients who didn't get a final inspection right didn't go through yeah. the process and now they're coming up on their one year. Yes, have the inspection done. Um, and I'm not saying if you did all three, don't do the 11 month. Uh, but the one I've done, I, I um, part another, of me was sitting there just, how much that, value did I yeah, bring here? Yeah. But it's a peace uh, but of mind of that it, warranty disappearing it was, and 13 months mind, later, right. going, oh. It was peace of mind for her. <laughs> Yeah, but we'd already caught everything at, at the yeah. at the, the, the other inspections, idea. and it, it doesn't mean that something's not going to be a problem in a right. year from now either. Right? Yeah. Well, it's the just like, does you, get older. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they, you know that it's it hasn't been a lingering issue because of that that one year that you guys did. So it's not a lingering issue; it's a new issue, so it's less concern because mm -hmm. like let's just fix it. It just happened, right? Versus being like, well, how long has this been going on? What other problems have I not missed, right? So right. It's peace of mind. So it comes down have to. either of you had this come up? There are builders, and I will not say names, who are limiting. I'll say names. No. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, who Maybe. are limiting the number of third-party inspections in their contract? Yes. So yes. they there. Like, there's a builder that. that I know is limiting to one. one. You can only have one third-party inspection. I've heard of another builder limiting to zero, not allowed at all. Have have you yes. either of you or your I have not heard that? that. Okay. I have come across it with um, one of my buyers just this last year, and it didn't go well. Okay. Well, here's I'm gonna throw mm -hmm. out a loophole here. Okay. So if they're limiting to one inspection, get the phase two done. Get the that's in my opinion the phase two is very important. Close on the house. Have the inspection company come back out. I like it. Because as soon as the house is yours, you can have anybody look at it that That's you want. That's true. And then it's under warranty. And depending on the builder, like the, I just did a, a house in, in Kokomo, and they basically said, hey, we're responsible for the first 30 days. Um, so if something, if you find something. I love that idea. <laughs> if you find something, call us. That would have been a great us. way to go about it, because right. I was like hot-headed yeah. for yeah. a little it, bit. Uh, you? No. <laughs> I bet you handled that so well, Shelly. So. I try to handle it nicely. Now, right. Try. And even the, At first. <laughs> Until I still get pushed back. I'm like, right. I don't understand this. You're That's a good play. Are on you it. afraid though? I'm like, are you afraid of what people find all the time? So you're like, We're, we have to limit it. No, we what it is, is it, it adds to costs, right? And they're, they're trying to the get time costs line. down, um, timelines down. You know, I mean, it, I can make a million different reasons for it and it's understandable. But at the end of the day, we've, we've really pivoted um, as a society as a whole where we're no longer product-based. We are customer service-based, and there's just a, some industries who are lagging there that think they're still product-based when there's so many options. You're a customer service company. That's anybody who sells a product is customer service first, and a lot of people, because of lack of competition in the past, have not pivoted quickly enough. And the ones that pivot the quickest on that are the ones that will have long-term success, in my opinion, because of the amount of options in everything mm -hmm. anymore. Well, and I've been doing this 16 years almost, and I will say that when I first started, I 
heard two names as builders in town. Like, yeah. you know, barely heard three. And now I'm, what, nine, ten? I don't know. Plus all the Who custom builders that are out Moses there. Moses and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> my bad. That was too low. That was low-hanging yeah, fruit. Sorry. My memory was Davis and Estridge. Estridge. Yeah. Both of which are still here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones that is like, if you're going to build with, they were the two. And so they, you know, they could do whatever. They and didn't do. They were both good builders. They were so. good builders. That's why yeah. they had survived. Yeah. That's why they're, That's still, why they're here still here. Today. Today. Yeah. 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 My other question for you then is um, in regards to when do we do an inspection on these things is the pre-list. And we talk about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All the time. Pre-list inspections. This yeah. is a whole thing. Yeah. But it was not. Me, it was not pre-COVID. I never heard this until COVID for the record. As well, a, it's like a because of that, that no inspections are being allowed yep. or if you're going to say that it's an as is show the inspection that you fixed everything so the buyer is more apt to make an offer on your house and go through with it because they don't want to find out three weeks later that there's all these issues with the house so today i still have all my sellers do a pre-list inspection because i feel that's the same situation i don't want this you know this unbelievable issue that comes up that nobody had an idea about that the buyer freaks and walks and we're back on the market is a huge life saving for a seller to not get put back on the market and lose a lot more money than $400, $450. This is an interesting one for me. I waffle on this. Um, I know you don't, but you've also been doing it longer than me, so I defer to you. Because sometimes I'm like, with with my clients at least, well, they're just going to find something else different anyways, right? Because... Two inspectors can do an inspection on the same house and get slightly different results. Slightly not different not results. majorly Hopefully different, but slightly different. both of them will catch the majors. Right. Majors Hopefully. is what matters, right? <laughs> um, it's a tough one. It's, it's a really tough one because sometimes, like, to me, as a list agent, I would want to get one because I know already ahead of time how I'm ne- going to negotiate and My what you inspection. can put on your seller's disclosure Correct. as well. Say, Correct. we already know there's blah, blah, blah wrong with this house, and the buyer has the decision at that point to decide if they even make an offer. But the thing that we talked, you know, you said you want to talk about mold versus mildew and all of that. This Ooh, is yes. the proper one is for my sellers, I tell them, you don't crawl around in your attic, you don't crawl around in your crawl space, and if there's mold up there or down there, the buyers could potentially just blow the deal up because it scares the living crap out of them that there's yeah. mold in the house. Otherwise, you just remediate it and then go on the market and that won't be something that scares the buyer. Yeah. In oh, we got, I got a phone call about a house that we had sold and it, um, original builders linoleum was down. Right. And somebody bought the house. I mean, this house is, I don't know, 20 years old and new person put in new flooring, pulled up linoleum and there's some mold mm-hmm. right outside of the shower. Right. And it's like, there's mold. And I'm like, how would I know that's there? It's the original flooring <laughs> and it's the shower, right. which is going to have moisture. Like, well, should have known. Like, how? You know, like, I mean, I could make that assumption on every house then. And then, like, am I getting a, well, like, what do we do here? So there's your ancillary air quality test for these yeah. buyers right off the bat. I'll be honest. Like, would, would that even pop up? I mean, I'm talking about like a, three by six area no. by like where it's coming out of the I, pan into it depends on how active it is so for my first thought right. is as you were telling that story i i'm shaking my head yes like well, that's like course, every well, house of course there was mold <laughs> yeah when you pull up the floor water's getting under from under the shower and it's causing an issue if there's no visual signs of it no one's finding that it could but my first place that I'm pulling an air quality sample is not in the bathroom, okay? It's yeah. probably, if it's a basement, it's always in the basement mm-hmm. um, or in a, an area. So, no, I mean, there's a good chance. Um, and, and chances are that was just surface mold. Uh, that can oh, get, there we go. All right, we get to get into the mold yeah, thing. Surface yeah, mold yeah. versus black mold right. versus mildew. Right. Versus, yeah, yeah, what do you put oh, on your report? Goodness. All right, disclaimer here. I, I am not a mold professional. Uh, I am just a home inspector. So um, we use the term signs of possible mold, okay? We're not supposed to call it mold without uh, testing it. So I've given myself two caveats. Signs of possible, right? Uh, mold. I prefer to use the M word mold instead of biological instead growth. of biological growth uh or microbial growth is the other one uh that we see a lot i prefer so you're to, the you're the reason you scare my clients <laughs> well I'm i prefer kidding. to use it to open up that 
the conversation. conversation. Yeah, 100%. Instead of of a client not understanding, well, I don't know what microbial growth is, and looking over it and not realizing what I'm saying, I would mold. Well, everyone knows what that is. Okay, well, now I can talk about it. And then the next sentence is... Right. Hey, well... Contact a professional. Well, we need to bring a (laughs) professional in, but I can verbally give my opinion on, hey, I've been in a lot of crawl spaces. There's some... There's some mold down there. Um, it really should be cleaned up. But we also need what's causing it, right? Why yeah, Why right. is it happening? Can't let's get, let's get it cleaned it. up. Let's address those issues and move on. But truthfully, I've seen way worse because I've always seen way worse. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Um, there was a house I, I once did. The bank had made me sign a waiver before I could go in and inspect the house. 2008 to 2011. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, I've yes, been yes. in one of those. Um, yeah. And I uh, I wore my respirator every time I walked in the house and set my computer up out in the garage with the garage door open. And uh. it, it, it just went back and forth, and it was gross. Um, I've been in one of those. And for the record, uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, I'll just put that out there. I wore nothing yeah, protective. I can't do that. I don't, and I, get I survived fast. and did not get sick. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big proponent of looking into mold. Mold is a very, very serious issue. Um, I don't think you're going to keel over on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm not an expert. I am it also does. not a mold expert. For the <laughs> in record. those houses, we had to sign those waivers. My first. I've signed a waiver. I was for new. Yeah. 2008 was when I started. I was new, and um, getting those, I would sign them and walk in. You know, I'm cool. I don't have to worry about this. I would have severe allergy reaction i've had one 15 minutes and so, i don't walk into them anymore i tell my buyer you're welcome to but i physically cannot do it i've walked into one that didn't require a waiver but have mold um and i had a headache i did have yeah. a headache well that's, and i i've had this happen i have well. i'm two hours into the inspection client shows up and and they walk in have been there five minutes and just look at me and i i don't feel well Oh, all right maybe you should get go out and get some fresh air i had not been in the crawl space yet it's the last thing we do there was a mold problem in the crawl space. And yeah. her reaction was within five minutes. Some people I don't are well. way more hypersensitive right. exactly. to stuff. Um, exactly. I mean, I I've got people who are hyperallergenic yeah. that I've had yeah. to deal with. It, and it's like, you have to treat it differently. I mean, it's a major issue. Well, these are the two issue. things where I get you're supposed to be working with your other agents, right? Yeah. Trying to mm-hmm. help each other. So, two things I can walk into a house and smell is mold and gas. I just have a really strong nose for that. And I will go and find it. And normally, it's one of the couplings is off on the furnace or the water heater or something like that and i will go and find it and i will take a picture and i'll tell them exactly i'm gonna have you come on my inspections yeah. mine, is, mine is cat pee and smoke well, <laughs> like they're a little that. bit more obvious i can smell that too but i will literally take a picture and tell them your client has a gas leak they've got infants in the house i don't know what I've they've that, got dogs yeah. and they yeah. go what makes you the expert some smart ass remark back to me and i'm like i'm Common just telling sense. you you live they live here there's a Please just tell yeah. your seller. Let a lot of times it's a furnace. You know, it's, it's yeah. in there. It's, but it's, it's happening and they're living there. Yeah. And But basically, they're usually behind a closed door. So the second mm-hmm. you open oh, it, exactly. you know. The natural gas, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then the other thing is when I smell mold in the basement, um, and it's pretty bad, I can smell it. I mean, I'm not going to go crawl space and find it or anything, but I'll tell them, I think you better try and find out if you have mold in the house, you know, in case... There are buyers that come in that get affected by it. And they're the same. 90% of agents don't want to hear it. I still tell them, I'm not trying to be a know-it-all, but I just think it's something that we should help each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just about, you know, rising tide lifts all boats, right? Make everybody better. Um, The one that I see more than black mold, which, like we said before we started this, you know, black mold really became an issue around a 60 Minutes segment Mm -hmm. back in, like, 08, and it kind of has taken off uh, as wildfire as uh, nomenclature, which is fine. It's it's caused education. It's not a big deal. But um, I see more white mold than I see black mold. Quite it, honestly, and it's funny, especially it, in crawl spaces. Yeah, I just it, see way more. even though I'm not a mold professional, we do air quality tests, right? right? I, I know, you still know more know than a pull, layman. Well, for the I know record. how to pull the samples. Yeah. I take them to the lab. They're the professionals. They do a spore count on the actual sample, and then they send a report back. And there's 20 different types of mold listed yeah. Yeah. with the spore counts. Um, and maybe on two of those, are they actual considered issues. the black mold toxic? <laughs> not issues, but the black mold toxic. Because there's black mold a... that is not the black mold Correct. people think it Correct. is. Exactly. You know what looks exactly. like a lot like black right. mold? Mildew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. whole thing, especially on in the, showers. The there's black in mold in the, yeah. in the shower. I'm like, there's not. This is Well, mildew. and this is... This is why we're not supposed to call stuff mold yeah. unless um, we test it, is to avoid that 
type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm also not a mildew expert either. Though, for the record, <laughs> as I'm like, that's not mold, right, it's mildew. Right. Like, what do you know about but, mildew? Not much. I just know yeah. that's not mold. But on any of this, right, you alluded to it, we're going to recommend bringing a contractor. And that's where you have to have contractors you trust. I have contractors I trust. Right. Uh, as far as, hey, we ha- we got an issue coming in here. Um, I, I need you, especially with mold, I need you to come take a look. Well, and usually uh, and then, we're under the I, gun to get yes. the response back out too. So once we get the report from you is to immediately have our vendors that we can immediately say, please go check the mold. Please go check the electricity. Please go check this. We need to know what we're going to tell the seller. Which I, I have another see. thing, a problem with, and what I've talked about all the time is, do not turn it all over to the seller to figure out. Yeah. Because you're going to get an answer you don't like and get you're your going to have info. to figure it out, you know? Yeah, especially when it comes to remediation of that because you can find stuff that's, Seven hundred dollar remediation or a four thousand dollar remediation—it's right, right. somewhere in between, right? right? But or um, they'll go and I, in and say they can do it with a bleach rag, so that doesn't work either. Right? I, it's just—it's um, it's a hot button topic. That's all. I know yeah. we need to get to our stats, but I wanted to see: Have you ever had buyers that literally just throughout the process you keep talking about things coming up and they just literally go, "I'm out." <laughs> um, I, I have. All right, so I'll, I'll a, a few quick ones here. Uh, one happened to my inspector. I'm glad it didn't happen to me. And it, it wasn't she was out, but it was a young lady, first-time home buyer. He's going through the report with her, and she started crying. Okay? I was not there, but I, the only reason I know this, as soon as he got in his truck, he called me, Shane, I, you're going to get a call. I just need you to know this. <laughs> okay? I, I, I was going through. I was, you know, just giving the information. Every, I, I swear I didn't say anything. I was like, I trust you. It's not a big deal. And she started crying. Oh. Okay? And that is one where... Um, I don't know if we could have done anything differently, but on that particular one, that agent probably should have been there with that well, I was client say, agent would have been to helpful. manage that situation better. So on mine, I was... she already trusts the agent, hopefully. Right, right, exactly. Just to help explain things, um, because she was very emotional, okay? I have one where um, it's probably been 10 years ago, was doing the inspection, and it was a wood foundation on a basement, Okay. Um, I've only ever seen one or two of those. Generally, wood foundations are crawl spaces. There's a whole neighborhood in Noblesville. Well, but they're usually yeah, crawl yeah, spaces. That. And then um, that's super interesting because yes. the HVAC is run through it. Uh-huh. And so, like, there's no ductwork. There's work. no ductwork. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really so, neat. It's, it was a whole thing back right. in, like, what was it, early 90s? Six, oh, was it 90s? I don't it, remember yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. The yeah I don't, know, I don't want there's, to do Well, there's, uh, there's a couple neighborhoods in Noblesville. There's a couple neighborhoods in Greenwood. But the, this particular one was a wood foundation on a full basement. That's kooky. Okay. Uh, and so I am just, my job is to explain this to him, knowing it's probably not something they've ever seen. Um, and as we're going through it, he goes, hey, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm not buying this house. I go, okay, well... There's nothing wrong with the wood foundation. They're designed with marine grade lumber. I mean, I'm throwing out all this stuff. No, he he was dead set. Um, but at that point, I had given him the information. He had made his decision. I probably would have taken a little longer to think about it. Um, but his real issue, I don't think, was with the foundation as much as resale. Yeah. Not wanting to have to that deal is, with it on the yeah. other end. It, there's not enough education about it because it was a small window when it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we did... Um, my client did purchase this. This was years ago. But, um, I mean, the house was, oh, goodness, 30, 40 years old. Zero problems with the avoid. Well, and if you ever Zero. if you ever get into it again, uh, just Google Melody Homes. Almost every yes. every yeah. wood foundation yeah. we find around here right. is a Melody Home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the most interesting part is when they're crawl spaces and there's no ductwork. Uh, and it's used as a huge plenum to just force the, the air it's out. Cool. That's another. That's another really weird one. But it was engineered to work like that. Yeah, and it worked. It worked, and it works. Yeah. All right, I don't I know. I, I, there's one other thing I was going to ask you, and now I've totally forgot it. So this is going to be really weird. Um, I have one. Oh, actually, I, I was going. It Go wasn't even about like a question. I have had an inspection once, only once, um, and he did tell uh, my buyer not to buy the house. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I fully support it because the water was shut off. We were in a situation where it was a uh, it was a lower-priced home, um, and we had issues, you know, as far as liquidity and stuff like that. And the water was shut off in the house, and there's a massive water leak while we're sitting here looking at it. Yeah. Right, and we just like know there's going to be this massive issue, and we also have no idea how long this has been going right. on because right. it was present when we got there and could not be fixed while we were there, 
and the people who own the house did not know about it. Yeah. Right. And so that was like very case. I, I obviously an inspector would never do that. This was a very unique situation. Uh, and I super respected that he did that mm-hmm. um, because he's like, based on your situation, this is going to be more than you. Can well, and that and that's the as I was going to say. I generally don't know situation, financial situation. Yeah. So no, my my response there is, are you prepared to fix this and any damage? So that's how that it went. Done? Like well, it, exactly. it was, it was yes. a detailed conversation. Yes. It wasn't like um, go run. Well, it, you know, it, like it was right. And if it, it was a if, whole conversation. And if the like, agent is there and issue. we're having this conversation between the three of us, and I'm getting more information. Yeah. And I'm feeling that the agent's going. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't yeah, know how no, many times I've told my buyers, uh uh-uh, uh, right. we're not buying. Right, right, right. So yeah. it's the same thing. And so yeah. it's like I think sometimes there's this misnomer like you you know, inspectors aren't here to do the wrong thing, they're here to right. do the right thing. We're not here to like beat people up like I'm trying to educate people and make people comfortable and feel safe with the largest transaction of their life. Right. Right. right? That's what you're there for. You're mm-hmm. not there to make deals far apart. You're nope. not there to be leverage within negotiating. And that's what I feel like the perception is of your industry. And I think that is entirely inaccurate. Right. We are there to provide information. Yep. yep. One more question. Ooh. Sellers being pre- present. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> Specifically, we call those FISBOs. <laughs> yes. Sorry, for yeah, sale by so, um, in my opinion, it's a, it's a big no. Uh, sellers should not be mm-hmm. present. Uh, and I, what over the years, I've kind of learned it's not for my benefit. I can do my inspection with the sellers yeah. there. It's for the buyer's benefit, for them to spend more time in the house. For, I can, <laughs> so when the sellers are there and the buyers are there also, I'll have to pull the buyers aside and say, hey, usually I would talk to you throughout this process. Yeah, you can. You're going to notice I'm being very quiet. Yeah. And I'm picking and choosing the, the times when, I, when we're going to discuss. Um, and it's because I don't want them to, sh- uh, this information is not for them, yeah. but I have, I have navigated that many times. Uh, I have asked the sellers to leave the room when we're actually going through the inspection at the end. It can be done, but it's way easier for the seller just to go see a yeah. movie. Yeah. Dude, there's um, just no way a seller will not minimize an issue. Right. Zero chance. No. Right. Zero chance. And or, then- or, or get angry and like be ready to to call the deal off themselves because they're like, right. they're going to come back and ask emotions. for all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that happens all the time. It takes a five minute fix. It costs me nothing. Like, we were just sweet. talking about 2008 to 2010. I highly recommend a movie I just saw on Netflix, 99 houses. Um, it actually Ooh. gave me a little PTSD when I was in business from 2008, 9, and 10. Um, didn't really realize what I was going through at the time where I walked into these houses with the mold remediation, the children's toys all over the house. Highly recommended if you're an agent and you actually were in the business during that time period, even if you weren't. It's 99 houses on Netflix. So I don't get any money for saying that. I'm just saying. Maybe we should. It was interesting. It was a great, great movie um, to see what was happening in that time period and, and to look back maybe we'll have movies now about 2020 to 2022 oh, we <laughs> so thank you so yeah much. thank you for oh, coming you want to give your info again oh yeah shane peterson uh home experts of indiana phone number email. uh yep 317-933-1000 is the phone number uh you can uh reach us online at home experts of indiana.com or email our office at office at home experts.homes Awesome. Thank you so much. Highly recommend working with Shane. So let's get to our stats. We're going long today. Um, In Carmel, this is the last seven days. So this is uh, January 1st to the 8th, roughly. Uh, 24 houses activated in the past seven days. That seems like a lot for the year. Um, Just starting out, seven of those did pend and a total of 16 pended in the past week. So I think that's kind of good. 86 sold in the past 30 days. Um, I want to go back. The pended, that 16 that pended, it was a 57 days average and 51 median. So those are getting really high mm-hmm. these past seven days. Um, days on market for the sold in the past 86 was average of 30, median of 20. So um, you see it's gone up off of 50, almost 50% in the, um, just this past week. List of sale ratios down to 97% on those past uh, 30 days sales. There's 108 active, 30 of those are new builds, so 30% in Carmel are new builds. In Westfield, 24 activated, 7 of those pended, and 25 total pended this past week, which is a lot. Bet their average days on market in the past 7 days was 68 with an average of 43. And then um, there's 89 active, 
the average day for the past 30 days was 35 and 16, so um, we are seeing uh, days on market go up about 50%, like I said. Their list to sale ratio was at 97% as well. Currently active in Westfield, 180. 63% of those are new build at 113, so lots of new builds still. Um, then in Zionsville, five hit the market. Three of those were new builds. Two pended, both of those were the new builds. Four total pended, average days on market, 77 and a median of 49. Um, past 30 days, 26 sold. Four of those were new builds. Average days on market, 44, median 10. So again, doubled the days on market in this past, uh, you know, three weeks uh, past uh, where they were before. 99 list to sale ratio in Zionsville. There's 42 active, 19 are new builds, so mm -hmm. about 50% are new builds in Zionsville. So high numbers of new builds, except for Carmel's a little lower. I think that's going to keep going up. Um, for me, I did all the way back to the beginning of the year because I just am an overachiever. Well, today's the ninth. If we look so at I that, went two so you went, days. yeah, you went an extra two days. Hey, you overachiever. It matters. It matters. I did more than you. Um, it's weird. Okay, so first of all, before I even jump into this, so I mean, you got to think we automatically are almost adding two weeks to this days on market, right? Because yeah. of the holidays, yeah. right? So yeah, like, I want to take it with a grain of yeah. salt, right? Yeah. We're also about to get a major snowstorm, according to the weather alerts, although it could end up just being rain and yeah. completely inaccurate. Yeah. Like, who knows? But um, Don't you want that job? You can be wrong every day and still get a job, have your job. I, I, I already have that. It's called being married. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I had to say that. It was just too easy of a joke. I'm sorry. It was awesome. Okay. Sorry, Jess. Anyways, <laughs> so, um, but rates have trickled back up, actually, a little bit right now. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into that, but. They had come down a little bit. And I'll also say, like, we're always busy this time of year. I think that's just, like, just the volume we do. Same with you. Um, I actually feel busier than normal right now uh, than I usually do as far as, like, with people out there. Because I think last year was so uncertain. Yeah. People have waiting. acclimated to it being a little bit more certain now. Uh, so I see people coming out already for the spring market. Um in Fishers, I had 13. All This is past nine days. Uh, 13 went on the market. 11 of them are still active. So literally, like, only two of the new ones pinned it, right? But I had 14 pins, so negative inventory. But I have 58 days on market in Fishers, right? And here's an interesting one. The median is 62, so the median is actually higher. Um, and, and there's 111 active on the market in Fishers. I looked at houses yesterday, well, and two days ago. So two days ago are the ones I was thinking of. Um I mean, I looked at houses that were 77 days on market, 155 days on market. Um, and it, it was just very, you know, I got agents reaching out to me like, hey, are you interested? I'm like, you know, like. It, yeah, I'm starting to get those Yeah, emails. I'm starting yeah, to get that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you looked at this four months ago. Is your buyer still possibly interested? We dropped at 5000 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like to me, like I don't care about the price to a certain extent because I'll just lowball you. You know, like I don't, you don't have to drop price for me. I'll drop it for you. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But uh, and then in Noblesville, uh, we have 27 on the market. 24 of them are still active. Uh, so only three pended within that nine-day period. Um, that that were listed within, listed and pended within nine days. 18 actually pended. There's 124 on the market. Um, average days on market's 57. Median's 49. Um, so we're looking. We're close to like 60 days on market right now, in Fishers and Noblesville. And that's into December, January. So yeah. it's a seasonal thing as well. It's a seasonal thing. We are coming up off of a crest of, you know, high interest rates, and then it went down. Um, so I'm curious to see where we'll be at in. 30 days yeah, me too. because you know a lot of people did go out and buy when we were down into the 6-6 six, six range right um, so that, that'll be an interesting number here as we come up on it in what, another 10 days we'll call it something like that but I just it's going to be bad this year I, 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 say, I don't want to say don't bad. sound it's, very um, optimistic well I'm actually insanely optimistic um, for like what the market will do as a whole for people I'm not optimistic for my work-life balance I guess if that makes sense because you know so I, I have a, a buyer right now in a couple of these houses you know we've looked at my like, all right hey we can go tomorrow whatever it is and uh, I got sent one this morning I was like we have to go see this today like this house will not make it through the weekend there's still those out there yeah absolutely yeah and so but you have to be on top of it enough to know which ones you can kind of wait and kind of which ones you can't and, and you know you start looking at something that's 
you know, $350,000 with a basement in Noblesville, like, good luck replicating that, right? I was like, we have to go now. He's like, well, I'm and not available to... offer, yeah. Right, he's like, well, so that, well, I'm taking the wife first, and then if she likes it, then we're coming right back after it, you know, like, but we have to be there quickly, and we yeah. need to be engaged quickly. My so. One of my buyer's agents um, took a client out a couple days ago, and she came back to me, and she said she had some questions about um, writing the offer and everything, and she said they're due n- um, Sunday at noon, and I went, what? I haven't heard that in at least six months. And she, I said, "Dude, did they just did they put that information in the listing and thinking they were like, are they do they not sell houses very often? They, they're still back on that that bandwagon." She goes, "No, they already have three offers." And, and I, I've been on the market for two days, and I'm thinking, oh, "That was that was just a weird thing to hear. I hadn't heard that in so long." I will say, I'm very curious to see how that plays out this spring. So, that became a huge issue two years ago, right? Hey, it goes on the market Thursday, showing start yep. Friday, all offers due by noon, right? Last year, there was a buck back against that, where it was like, I'm not trying to bleed people out, just come with your best offer. Mm-hmm. And there were people, I mean, because I beat them, or like I had listings, right? And my seller would just be like, man, they put their best foot forward. It's a really good deal. Like, I'm not trying to bleed out for another 10 or 15. I don't have to have 50 showings come through my house. And if you don't know that as a buyer's agent and educating your buyers to, like, put their best foot forward from the jump, and then we'll figure out if we can do anything extra, you may lose it because somebody else just did it. And they're like, yeah, like, I mean, I know we said noon, but, like, they don't have to do that. No, like they can right. literally just say, ah, we changed our mind right. at any right. moment and they're not obligated to that. Yep. And then you got a buyer who's got flat on their feet and they're not going to be happy with you. So I'm curious to see which way it pivots this year because it was super big on highest and best by noon. And then last year, I feel like we got away from it because it became, it felt so greedy that year that sellers became compassionate and quit doing it as much. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of It'll, random thought. Really, people ask, you know, what do you think is going to happen? And I have no idea. I know prices are going up. That's what I know. Still, yeah. But yeah. when's the best time to buy? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. I know it's a little longer, but what? Did you do the stats? I did do the stats. Where, Thank you, you very much, where Raquel. Where Raquel? <laughs> Everybody, that's Raquel. Raquel. We're just going to call this a day. Uh, I'm Kyle Morris with Morris Property Group and FC Tucker. My number is 317-649-5122. I'm Shelly Walters with the FC Tucker Company and the Shelly Walters Realty Group. My cell phone is 317-201-2601. Thank you so much for joining us at the beginning of the new year. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Happy New Year. Enjoy the snow next week. Bye.